Okay, everybody, Global from Asia. We have a new crypto project, and we're talking about crypto in Hong Kong and Asia. You ready for this, Shaina? Yeah, I'm very excited to hear about this. Let's go. Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. How are you doing, Shaina? How's it going today? I'm feeling great now that the storm is gone, so I'm finally okay now. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been typhoon season all around Asia, but especially the Philippines, it seems like it was yeah. like a, a huge, I think, uh, strain. It was a hard week, yes. It's like already COVID, and now you got a typhoon. It's mm -hmm. like, I, I keep telling people, I think... I think when this is, we got to have like 10x, like after all of this stress the last couple of years, we've got to have a huge positive event for everybody to make up for all of this. But but the world is changing. You know, I think it will never go go back to the way it was. And, uh, you know, even coming to our today's show where we have a, a new crypto project that's also started here in, in Asia and Hong Kong and Singapore, Clearpool. And, you know, I think crypto is really picked up. I mean, it was always picking up, but I think, honestly, I think COVID and lockdowns has forced even more people to get into cryptocurrencies and crypto markets. And the infinity we talk about too, right, Shaina? <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that because nowadays, you know, everything, you wanted everything to do it online. You don't want to go out because you're scared of what might happen. So I think it's very a uh, good opportunity to have those, you know, crypto and yeah, for sure. And then after the interview, Shaina, I will. I, I, she mentioned about Axie Infinity, and I have some stories about Axie Infinity, which is some crypto game. I'm not even totally sure, but I was talking to some people about it. We'll share after the interview in our blah 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 section, and then. <laughs> And before we get into the interview, Aubrey on our team also is on the show. Just a quick segment for a couple minutes. She's also our community manager, and her and I talk about some deal flow and community stuff. Shaina, let's go into that section next. Okay, let's do it. Let's go. All right, so this is our first GFA community and deal flow section of the podcast, and we have with us Aubrey. She's new on the team. Thanks for being here, Aubrey. Thanks, Mike, as well. Glad to be here. It's great. It's great. You're, you know, really excited to have you help out with our community at Global from Asia and our VIP members and also the deal flow. You know, like as a lot of people know, we have the fairly new broker program for Amazon and e-commerce sellers at globalformasia.com slash broker. And you've been studying that and, and talking to me and some other people approaching. So what do you think so far? I think the, we're good, doing good so far. Yeah, and we're establishing the, the process. Yeah, I know. I, I, um, I'm happy to see you helping make some systems and organizing the things together. We've, you've already fielded in a couple of the form submissions people can fill out at, again, globalformation.com slash broker with some different sellers, of course, in China, but also I think somebody who's in Australia wants to sell their business contacted us and some people and overseas. And, you know, we're still getting you on the WeChat. It's a joke almost, but we have a special phone in, in, in the Philippines for the WeChat. It's still stuck in, in the mail, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, typhoons and COVID is not helping logistics as we talked about in the shows. But so, so Aubrey, when you also started working on a survey, do you want to maybe just give some people some ideas of what, what you're uh, going to ask some of the members in the survey? 
So yeah, so as Mike mentioned, I'm the newest community manager for Global from Asia. So I do have this project, a survey for our members. And my goal here is to fully understand where our members are coming from and to really know if they are happy and satisfied with the community. So I want to get their valuable feedback and also to know if we could continuously, how, to, how can we continuously improve our service? Awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she'll be reaching out to some of you. So just uh, keep, stay tuned for some updates from our amazing new community manager and expert, Aubrey. Thanks, Aubrey. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to get to know them and resonate with them. So, yeah, we can great, make a great community. <laughs> awesome. I'm excited. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and watching or listening. Most of you listen, I believe, but to the Global From Asia podcast. And today's show is a, is a great one. Shiny, you ready for this? Yeah, I, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's the first time she's bringing around a co, co-host day interview. So uh, she's been stepping up a lot in the in our YouTube videos and our intros. So thanks thanks for joining me in the uh, interviews here, Shaina. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, It's I mean, it's my pleasure to be here. Okay. Yeah. So stepping up the team and the game here. And so we're going to go right into the episode. We have with us the co-founder and CEO of Clearpool. It's an interesting new project in uh, in finance and in the crypto space and in Asia. A lot of cool stuff we love about, about the show and a lot of listeners. Rob Alcorn, thanks for being here. It's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. It's great to be here. Yeah. It's a pleasure to have, have you on. And I've been following this and it's also relevant we had earlier you know we were global from asia we talk about cross-border trade cross-border business and hong kong and asia and crypto has become more and more an interesting part of what we do here over the years even way back in the day we had people talking about bitcoin in 2014 if you can believe it on the show and we've had over the years we also had i believe one of one of your investors jahan chu at a kinetic capital on the on the show earlier this year so it's uh it's a real pleasure to to have you with us yeah cool yeah jahan uh is, is, is indeed one of our investors at kinetic so i i used to live in in hong kong and uh, I, I first got introduced to jahan probably around um 2016 17 so we didn't really know each other back then but we were both kind of you know, attending these various events and, and Jehan had his, his own events. So yeah, it was good to finally, you know, do something together and, and yeah, and they're a very good uh, partner of ours now as, as an investor. Great. Do you want to give us a quick high level intro of, of Clearpool? Sure. Yeah. So um, Clearpool is, is a, uh, like a decentralized capital markets ecosystem. So initially, you know, we, we wanted to solve a problem. So in DeFi, Lending and borrowing, one of the major problems for, for borrowers, at least, is over collateralization. So that's kind of how we how we we sort of start the project. You know, with with trying to find a solution to that problem. We we when I say we, by the way, uh, my co-founder is Alessio Quaglini. He's the CEO of Hex Trust, uh, which is the Asia's leading digital asset custodian. He's also in Hong Kong. So we used to work together at a bank uh, years ago, and we had a sort of a mutual interest in crypto back then, around 2016. He he left the bank shortly after that to, to start Hex. <clears throat> we we would keep in touch, and um, so we were chatting earlier this year, and and we kind of came up with this this idea for Clearpool, which which solved that problem of over collateralization. And and we and uh, at that point, I I kind of uh, left my job. I was I was a, I was a trader. 
at a bank. That's my background. I, I have been working in global financial markets for the last 12 years. And yeah, so, but I, I've had a, an interest in crypto for, for a long time. And this was finally my chance to sort of make the move from traditional finance into crypto and DeFi. So Clearpool solves this problem of over-collateralization. It's basically like a decentralized dynamic marketplace for unsecured liquidity. So institutional borrowers can access uncollateralized liquidity on Clearpool. So the borrowers have to be uh, whitelisted. Um, so that's a governance process. Uh, they make a proposal to, to the, uh, the Clearpool community, which is a native token holders, Seapool token holders. So they make this proposal, they can become whitelisted, and then they can open a, a, a liquidity pool. Um, this is basically like a smart contract running on the blockchain. And once that's live, then anybody really can connect to, to the app uh, and be a liquidity provider. So anybody can provide liquidity uh, into this pool. So the pool is, is, uh, is specific to the borrower. So there's only one borrower per pool. But then we have this, this really cool feature where once there's liquidity in the pool, uh, the borrower can utilize it. And as they do that, we have this dynamic interest rate. So with the, in, with the, um, the utilization rate, when that increases, so does the interest rate. So as the risk increases for the lenders, they get rewarded with higher interest rates and vice versa when the borrower puts liquidity back into the pool, lowers the uh, utilization rate, the interest rates come down. So we have this dynamic effect uh, where we'll sort of always um, find this equilibrium interest rate and pool size for each of the different borrowers. So it's kind of like, from a borrower's perspective, it's kind of like a, almost like a sort of revolving credit facility. Uh, and from the lender's perspective, as I mentioned earlier, that they, they can sort of get attractive rewards as, as this liquidity has been utilized by the borrowers. And then those rewards are also enhanced with with additional rewards from from our our native token Cpool, so so the the APYs for for lending on on Clearpool will be pretty significant. So so we developed this solution to to solve that problem. But then, as um, LPs liquidity providers are going to lend into these pools, they receive CP tokens in return when they do that. CP tokens are kind of like LP tokens. They do a few things. So they represent the amount of liquidity that has been supplied to a pool. They, they accrue the interest rate for that pool on, on every block. But then they also represent the risk profile of the borrower for that pool. So this is really important because that then becomes almost like a tokenized credit. Mm. Um, and these things can then trade in a secondary market. So they are redeemable. So if there's liquidity available in the pool, CP token holders can redeem from the directly from the pool but if you have a high utilization rate then those tokens can be traded in a secondary environment where you have this sort of separate supply and demand dynamic which will also you know, drive the price of, of those tokens in, in a secondary market so that's quite important because it gives the lps some risk management optionality which is very important because what's happening here is to solve the problem of, of over collateralization we're kind of replacing collateral with counterparty risk um, so if you're going to do that, you know, it's very important to, uh, to provide LPs with, with some way of, of managing that risk, of quantifying it and managing it and hedging it. Um, so these CP tokens are like the building blocks 
for a, a system of tokenized credit and risk management. And we'll be developing and, and introducing a lot more cool features as we move forward, like decentralized credit derivatives, wow. which will allow the LPs to, to really be able to sort of, you know, hedge and manage the, the risk exposures that they take on by, by funding these borrowers. Great. Is there governance? It's also a governance token? I don't Yep, it is. Yeah. So the CPool token is, is the governance token. So the borrowers will have to be staking CPool in order to become a borrower or to certainly access the part of the, the protocol where they can make a proposal uh, to become whitelisted. So, so that is a required part from the borrower side. Anybody can can be staking CPool additionally. So there's there's going to be you know so sort of staking program and, and rewards for that. As I mentioned, there will be be rewards for for LPs which are paid in in the governance token, um, and then eventually we'll we'll progress to this full decentralization state. So so CPool holders will be able to 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 propose, vote, and implement you know changes to the protocol. But before we get there, it'll be the CPool holders that will that will whitelist the borrowers. So they have a really important role to play right from the beginning um, and they will get rewarded for that as well so there's a, an incentive mechanism built into that so you know obviously they're, they're doing work and uh, and they will get rewarded for, for doing that so but yeah it's very exciting and the yeah. um the idea for that is is going to be coming up uh, very soon so the whole team is is very busy preparing for that great yeah lots of lots of incentives and rewards there i mean it's a lot of levels so it's exciting yeah. So, Rob, how's the crypto market in Hong Kong and Singapore these days? Yeah, good question. Because I I just moved to Singapore about a year ago, so um, it's been it's been really interesting, you know, to to see you know the the, the community and how it's how it differs. Um, so, I moved to Hong Kong in 2016, and I moved there from from Dubai and. At that time in Dubai, there really wasn't much happening in terms of crypto. There were obviously people, you know, interested and talking about it. But when I arrived in Hong Kong, there was this huge scene. It was already, you know, already there, already established. So it was very, very easy to sort of integrate, you know, into the community and a network and meet other like-minded people. There were a lot of events and, you know, drink events yeah. and, and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, drinks, happy hours. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, so even back in 2016, I think the, there was a big community in, in Hong Kong. And obviously, you know, 2017, you know, you, you kind of had the, the whole ICO thing and, and then the subsequent crash. But, but that yeah. really didn't, really didn't, yeah, really didn't phase the community in Hong Kong. It was amazing to see how, you know, there's some very intelligent people working on, on projects and, and, and the, the, the Hong Kong scene just, just continued to grow. And now I think it feels like pretty much everyone in Hong Kong is kind of, you know, into crypto in, in some way. So, you know, you can speak to, to taxi drivers or bankers to even, you know, helpers, you know, playing Axie Infinity in, you know, in their spare time. So I think everybody is, is you know, is kind of into crypto. Though. So it's, it's amazing. But moving to Singapore is it's been interesting because, you know, I've been here a year, but of course there's been some some restrictions due to COVID. So I know that there's a very big community in Singapore. There's a, there's a lot of projects here and there's a lot of projects coming here from places like from like from Hong Kong, for example. But it, it's, it's difficult because it doesn't really feel like there's such a big community right now because we don't have the opportunity to have those, those meetups or those drinks events. So 
I'm sure we'll get out of that eventually and, and people will be, be starting to meet up again. But I think that, you know, that there is a big community in Singapore. And I think that that, that seems like it's, you know, it's, it's, it's going to grow because, you know, it, it, does, it does seem like there's a lot of uh, projects and even sort of bigger bigger, you know, projects or bigger, bigger institutions like exchanges, you know, basing their operations here in Singapore. So, so I would say, yeah, both of them have, you know, a very, a very sort of big community and ecosystem, but certainly it feels like Hong Kong is still the, the more vibrant of the two right now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Kind of had a follow-up, but you're somewhat answered it, but some people feel like Singapore is capturing a lot of the crypto as well as just startup in general, you know, especially for investing as like VCs and others and the financial sector and the articles I read, you know, but it's hard to see, like you see, because it's COVID and lockdowns and, but we'll see, we'll see what happens over time. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, we just need to, to get out of this, uh, these restrictions that we have at the moment and we can see, you know, we can see exactly, you know, how the land lies. You know, I think, I think, um, as I mentioned, you know, Hong Kong is, is still very vibrant. I still think it has a big part to play. I um, mean, you know, clearly that does seem like there's, you know, some some projects are, are moving, but, you know, there's there's still a lot of very, very intelligent people over there working on some, some very cool stuff. So, and I think because, you know, we're now at this sort of like state where, where crypto has reached sort of this, you know, mass adoption, there's, there's I don't think you have to have like one, one center in Asia where, where sort of crypto is, is big. I think, you know, it can, it, it can, it can be in, you know, pretty much every, every major city and, and hub, you can have, you know, a, a large crypto community and it's, it's growing at such a, a fast pace. You know, I think you'll, you'll always have it in, in, in Hong Kong and you'll always have it in Singapore and, and I'm sure many other places as well. True. Yeah, that's True. right. That's right. Because here in the Philippines, it's, it's growing slowly by slowly. Yeah, so um, Rob, how's the evolution gone from your pers- perspective in Asia for, you know, crypto and trading? Yeah, so, I mean, kind of as I, as I said, really, I mean, when I, when I arrived in, in Hong Kong, um, there, there, already, there was already a lot of people, you know, working on stuff. And uh, for me, at that, at that stage, I was, I was working at a bank, but I'd, I got into crypto in, in actually in 2015. So I was working... On, I had a side project. It was like an automated digital wealth management platform, yeah. and I was trying to trying to find a solution. But basically, um, that that sort of those sort of platforms, robo advisors, they're kind of like a digital front. But everything underneath that is is like the decades old, you know, financial infrastructure. So that's very slow and clunky and expensive. So so I started to look at blockchain as as a potential way to, to sort of introduce a, a better faster and cheaper sort of settlement and custodial layer for, for that uh, type of industry. And it was really through that, that that I got into crypto. So when I arrived in, in, in Hong Kong, that was why I kind of immersed myself into the community there. And as I said, it, it was already, you know, it was already buzzing and there was a lot of stuff going on. And I think, you know, that is just, just, just grown exponentially over the time, you know, so it's, it's been incredible to see. And, I think, um, you know, now we've, we've really reached this stage of, of mass adoption. So I think, you know, back, back then there was still the worry that there was a lot of, you know, sort of scams and, and you know, there, a lot of people were still kind of like talking about, you know, is, is this a bubble? And, uh, you know, of course, there's a lot of people that, 
that had already got way past that that phase and, and already knew that you know this was this was going to be something big but that that was still very much uh, what people were talking about back then but but now it seems like that's kind of disappeared and you know most people realize you know that, that you know crypto is, is here to stay yeah there's still a lot of a lot a lot of i guess uh sort of scams uh, and 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 you know bad actors but you have that everywhere you know you have that in pretty much you know every every part of life and you know we can use that example of of when when we you know the internet first became a thing you know back in yeah. the, 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 the mid late 90s there were all sorts of, of scams you know and there still is on the internet right it's it's full of them and i don't think you can really you know use that as an argument against crypto and i hear it less and less now anyway so so I think, you know, I think we've reached that stage of mass adoption. And, you know, here in, in, in Singapore, as I mentioned, there's a lot of, lot of projects now. There's a lot of exchanges, which are kind of like, you know, local exchanges. And there are people, you know, I listen to conversations on the street and the people talking about, about uh, you know, buying, buying Bitcoin and, and other coins and, you know, as, as Shana said, you know, the Axie Infinity thing is, is very big. Uh, <laughs> I, I always people, get some offerings about playing Axie. Yeah. Axie. <laughs> see, see people just walking around the street, you know, playing playing Axie. It's, it's amazing. So, That's crazy. Uh, and not to mention that, the you know, the explosion of, of NFTs. You know, this is this is something, again, that you know, has really been really big. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's that, that next level. And right now it's kind of more... More surrounding the sort of the, the creator economy, which is which is great because you know it's really lends itself to that. But but I think the NFT technology has you know has some some huge potential to 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 change and, and disrupt a lot of things. And I know there's some some really intelligent, really cool people working on stuff in that space. And you know, we're even looking at it, you know, for for Clearpool as well. So so that you know that's just just another level. And um, with DeFi, you know, now becoming um, you know, so, so having such sort of like uh, explosive growth, you know, I, I just see, you know, it, it continuing to go from, from strength to strength. And, and in Asia, you know, I really feel like, you know, we, you know, we, we're at the center of it. I think, you know, it's easy to say that because, you know, we're based in Asia, but recently we did our fundraising at Clearpool and I was speaking to VCs all over the world and, and, you know, everybody knows, you know, the, the part that Asia, you know, has played in, in this growth and, and this, this, getting to this stage of, of mass adoption um, everybody knows you know what's going on in, in Hong Kong all the time and, and in Singapore and and of course you know we have you know some of the largest institutions in the space came out of out of out of Asia so everybody I think also even from outside of Asia you know realizes how how sort of central um, it is to, to the to the wider sort of global crypto industry. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, we also had a great, like we mentioned Jahan earlier, but he's at globalformation.com slash NFT. It's an easy one to remember. And if those listening want to learn a little bit more about NFTs and, and some of that, uh, that'd be a great show to tune into. So let's, and then also the Bitcoin uh, ETF, I think is, seems like it seems like it's going to actually happen, which is, I think, great for all of crypto. I know there's a whole Bitcoin maximalist thoughts, but uh, I think it's good for all of crypto that, that it gets more adoption and uh, more tradability for the mother coin or whatever. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's been talked about for a very long time, so it'll be uh, good to finally finally see that come to fruition. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Okay, so let's bring it back to Clearpool. What's, you know, I, where are we now? Where are you now? And, and what's what's happening? 
Yeah, so we closed our funding round in September. So we had a seed round back in uh, June. Then we just then we were just building, and then uh, we had a lot of interest. So we decided to to open up the private round. So we closed that in September. It was it was a huge success. We we were significantly oversubscribed, which is you know it's a good problem to have. Um, yeah. So we have some some really good backers, and that that was that was a very very cool process to be able to speak to you know, to some big, big names in the industry and, and get their feedback and, you know, it went very well. So, so we closed that out and now we work towards our, our public sales. So our, our IDO is, is coming soon. Okay. So we, we recently announced that that will be on Dowmaker. We haven't released a date yet, but all of your the guys listening and watching can just keep an eye on our, our social channels. We'll, we'll yep. be announcing some, some pretty big stuff in, in the coming days. So so keep an eye on that for, for the dates and and the interest has been incredible. I mean, we've been really overwhelmed with with the amount of interest, you know, um, even really you know in such a short space of time because we only really came out of stealth mode around the time when we closed our funding round, which was you know really just I guess probably like a month ago. But the the interest in in Seaport has been has been crazy. So we know there's there's a lot of people you know asking the question already. You know how. How can we get some? Where do we buy it? You know, when, when's the launch going to be? So the team's re- working really hard to try to make this this token launch as kind of accessible and, and as open as possible. So it's the Launchpad platform, um, but, but we're working on, on a couple of other things uh, where uh, immediately at the same time as, as, as we launch there, there'll be, be other options for, for pay, pay people who aren't successful on Downmaker because there is a, you know, there's a kind of like a lottery basis. So, you know, even if you're on Downmaker, there's no guarantee you can get some, but then you can move to one of the other venues that we're working with to try to try to make it as, as fair and open as possible. So we're working very hard on that. So that's going to come soon. And really then we, you know, we work towards the, the mainnet launch. So we've, we've, the, the developers have, have been incredible. So we've, because this is, you know, it's quite a complex protocol. So you know, it's not something that you can kind of build overnight. You know, there's, it's not like a sort of a copy and paste, you know, there's a lot of like new innovations here. So, so that's, that's going really well. And, you know, they're kind of ahead of schedule, but so I, I guess after we've done the, 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 the public sale, then we start to really sort of announce the roadmap in terms of, of what's coming next. But, but I think um, immediately after the, 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 uh, the, the IDO, there'll be, a pre-staking program so that will be introduced and then um, i think we're probably looking at a main launch uh, in january and we're starting to think about multi-chain stuff so you know we're, we're speaking to other blockchains we're initially building on ethereum but our our, our thoughts from the beginning were, was to make Clearpool a, a multi-chain pro- project so so we've been speaking to other blockchains and and layer two solutions Perfect. And again, the feedback has been very good. So we're definitely going to do something. And again, we'll, we'll announce that later in the year. So there'll be, be multi-chain, layer two, token bridging, and, and then lots of other cool stuff. So one, one of the first, first things we'll launch in terms of, of product development after we've launched on the mainnet is index pools. So I talked about the single borrower aspect of, of, the, of the liquidity pools that we'll have. We'll also build these index pools. So... If you wanted to sort of diversify across a number of those borrowers, you'll be able to do that by by putting your your liquidity into an index pool. And the index pools will be governance created, um, and they can be, for example, 
um, diversifying the liquidity across just A-rated borrowers or B-rated borrowers or across you know, A and B. So however these things are created will be done through a governance process, but it gives the, the community, the, the investors, the LPs, the opportunity to be able to easily diversify uh, their, their funding across a number of, of borrowers rather than having to do that individually. So, so that's something that, that will come you know, straight after the mainnet launch. So it's all very exciting. Yeah, it's all coming very fast. Yeah, it yeah. does sound for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's very good to hear that. For the listeners today, how can you know people get more involved with your Clearpool? So at the moment we've got a couple of um, promotions running. So we have we have a giveaway actually. So if you go into our our Twitter page, is probably the best best thing. From there you can also join the, the Telegram community. That those those two social channels have exploded in, in the last few weeks. So we've, we have a lot of followers there now. But awesome. the giveaway you can win uh, one ETH is the is the top prize, and then there's multiple Seapool prizes uh, to be won below like that. So people can get. Some some free Seapool uh, before we've even launched the token, so that'll obviously be airdropped once it's 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 launched. We have a meme competition going on at the moment. <laughs> Again, go, go onto the uh, Twitter. That's that's quite funny to see some of the stuff that's uh, yeah, sure. on that. And there's also some 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 prizes available. And then, really, I would I would say you know just just keep keep an eye out on those channels because they're like like I said, there'll be some announcements coming really soon. So this will, you know, you can you can find out exactly how you'll be able to participate on Dowmaker and what other what other platforms will will be supported on immediately, and obviously the date of that will be announced soon. We've got a new landing page which will be launched next week, which has uh, you know a lot more information on on the project uh, and a roadmap and tokenomics information stuff like that. And then, you know, once we've done the the IDO, as I mentioned, we'll have the pre-staking. And I think it's really important to to mention, you know, the um, Clearpool's sort of long-term vision. You know, we're we're really building this, you know, with a with a sort of a long-term um, vision. You know, we we believe that um, eventually, you know, all debt will be originated on chain. And I think, you know, Clearpool is going to be, you know, right at the beginning of of that process. I think we'll be well positioned to. To get a lot of market share from from traditional finance, and you know that's why we're focusing very much on on sort of like this uh, the sophistication of like the, the risk management and, and the derivatives aspect, but also you know from a regulatory perspective, we're trying to you know to do everything right uh, from from the beginning, and I think that's very important if you have a long term vision. So you know for so for for those those guys that are, that are buying the token early on. You know, it's very important to 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 stake and hold the token because those that that do that for longer, you know, will get the uh, the, the much bigger opportunities, you know, as we move forward with with the growth of, of, of the protocol. So, so yeah, buy some Seapool and 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 get staking, and and I think yeah, the future is going to be very bright. Sounds great. Yeah, I mean, as the name says, clear pool, right? It's uh, transparency on the blockchain, and I like the vision of yeah, debt originating on a, on a transparent way, not these. You know, like you mentioned throughout the interview, in some parts of the interview, like the archaic closed system where you don't know, it's like a black box. And you don't know what's happening. Uh, it's the beauty of the blockchain and 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 what I see uh, Clearpool tooling. So so I know you're super busy, Rob, and appreciate you taking the time out to share with us and our listeners. We'll link all of these as much as we can on the show notes at Global From Asia on our blog to the Clearpool, the different 
projects and and you know various programs is any last any last words i mean i think you just gave us some great insights but anything you'd like to add uh, no, really, no. It's been been great to to be here and, and meet you guys. And I'd love to come back in maybe you know three three or six months when we've launched and uh, everything it. is up and running, and we can we can do an update and and do it all again. It'll be great. I love it. I love it. That's exciting. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks. We'll 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 make that happen. I'm excited for the launch. Cool. Thanks a lot, guys. Nice wow. to meet. You. Thank you so much. All right. Okay, Shaino. You know- Great job! It's your first first hosting, uh, co-hosting. How do you how do you feel about that? I was kind of nervous, but I'm so happy, and I feel like one of my goals in life have been accomplished. So it was <laughs> fun. <laughs> there you go. You're a natural. I think you're a natural. So, and uh, let's. You got me. You know. Well, definitely. Like we said in the intro, like crypto is the future. It's really exciting. What. I'm hearing, you know, Clearpool is going into, and also one of our previous guests and supporters, Jahan Chu uh, from Connecticut is super supportive. He invested in their project and he's also supportive of our community. But yeah, so so how is it in the, in the Philippines or in your world? A lot of people talk about crypto. Yeah, they're talking about, not sure, because I haven't played that actual game yet, but I always heard about, you know, Axie, investing in Axie. But there's a friend of mine that, he really, he really, really resigned at his job on the bank just to focus on crypto trading and playing Axie. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. And then he encouraged my husband to do that as well. <laughs> but, and then later on, we learned that it's on crypto, right? So we were kind of hesitant because we don't know anything about it and we don't understand how how does it work. So it's, it's very... Uh, good timing that we were talking with Clearpool. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I mean, my I haven't gotten into it myself either, Axie Infinity, but the craziest story is I was having dinner in a couple of weeks ago and a Philippine, somebody from the Philippines, she's helping take care of one of my friend's children. And she was at dinner with us. And then she's saying how her son in Philippines is playing Axie Infinity all the time. And he wants to drop out of college because he just wants to do Axie Infinity. <laughs> and she's saying, no, he has to finish college. I'm working, you know, I'm working for him to go to college and supporting him and he better finish his college. And they're like, they're like fighting about it. I guess, they're, you know, whatever social, whatever chat they're talking remotely. And she's saying how everybody, and even at dinner, my friend, he's like, yeah, they're building up like these teams of people to do Axie Infinity gameplay. I think you earn crypto by playing a game. I think that's what it is. Yeah, and you can I, sell stuff you earn in the game. That's right. You're gonna you're going to, you know, uh, for example, there's this character and you have to build him up so that you can sell him when it you know, when it's big and mature, just like selling a fruit, you have to take care of the plant and then you have to I, I'm not quite sure, but that's what they told me. They said that it's easy because you're you're just like taking care of a baby. Oh, uh, so I guess it's like, but it's like the future. I mean, the idea is even before crypto, there was games that people would work, build up a character and then sell the character. But actually, if before crypto, that's actually a little bit dangerous for Shaina and everyone listening because the game could cancel the character or they could say, you cannot sell this character we forbid it. Like just like your Facebook account or your face, even pages or Twitter, sometimes they can ban your account, you know, like you, you build up account and then they delete it. 
But with, I think, whether it's Axie Infinity or any NFT or, or a crypto game, and just like with Clearpool or with your trading is they can't take it away from you. It's your, your work is yours and you can keep it or sell it. So I think what people are doing is they're building up these characters and building up these assets, you know, like they're building them up and then they're selling them or getting paid to do certain things in the game. It's uh, it's crazy, but it's, you know, I, it's what's happening. <laughs> it's what's happening. And it's, the, it's there's also something called the metaverse where it's like the universe, but in meta, like inside the games, inside NF- so NFTs are like in games and crypto, it's all kind of coming together so that, you know, in real life you have, you know, a phone or anything like any anything, but you have this in the game and you can actually sell this in the game and it's actually owned on the blockchain so that... It's not like it can get deleted by the game. So it's, it's pretty fascinating. But yeah, we'll, we'll get your husband to, or you should play. You should get into it. Honestly, I haven't done it yet either, but it might I'm be. Sure. Um, I'm not a total gamer, but my husband is. So I told him that maybe you should quit your work also and we'll do <laughs> There you go. I That's told him one time, but then he said, I don't know how to play. Wow. That's your great. You're a great wife. That's awesome. Supporting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe he'll earn more with the game. Who knows? Or yeah. maybe, well, you don't, I mean, I, I tell people listening, you know, a lot of people, you don't have to, you don't have to quit. You don't have to quit what you're doing. You could test, right? Like nights and weekends or part-time and learn and get comfortable before you take the full dive. And then if you're going to play games anyway, why not play a game that pays, right? If it's just, yeah, that's right. Yeah. If you're just going to, you know, spend time doing some games without earning or just, <laughs> You're just going to be wasting your time. Why not play a game that you're earning? Exactly. All right. Well, with that, get him to work. I'll let you go. I'll let you go get to that. Go, go, go get him to do that. And it's a pleasure to have you with us, Shaina. And yeah, uh, thanks for inviting me. Yeah. You also just did a really cool video about Shopee on the GFA YouTube uh, channel, which is really cool. I, I just checked it out and yeah, we're just trying to help educate people about, you know, of course, Asia, e-commerce, crypto a little bit, not really, maybe we'll do more crypto, but we, we always, you know, we've always been had a little bit of crypto and global from Asia, even since, like I said, like one show was with Larry Salibra. I've, I've read a lot of blogs from GFA. Cool. Crypto. There yeah. you go. See, so thinking is the future. I mean, like like Rob said in the interview, unfortunately there was a lot of scammers, especially with the ICOs in 2017. I remember that a lot. People yeah. were cheating, but I think it's here to stay, and it's becoming more and more real legitimate projects. So, so I think people should expect more crypto. We always appreciate feedback on Global from Asia, and let us know what you think, everybody. And thanks, Shaina. Yeah, thank you too. Okay, take care. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.